Welcome to Cheap Wine and Good Food, the podcast where we try to find reasonable wine deals and talk about good food, among other random subjects. If you enjoy this podcast today, please take a minute to subscribe to us or leave a review in iTunes. Leaving a review will help other people find our podcast more easily and join in the fun. And if you want to find our recipes or our running list of the wine that we drink and review, you can find that at our website, www.cheapwinegoodfood.com. And feel free to also check out our Instagram, Cheap Wine and Good Food. Feel free to let us know any good wine deals that you find or reach out with any tips or questions you might have. Thank you so much again for listening and happy wine drinking. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How's everyone doing out there? How are you doing, Israel? I am going a little stir-crazy. How about yourself? But I think we've got to remember being stir-crazy is probably the, the least of the problems on the table at the moment. I agree. <laughs> Shall we recap our audience with where we've been? Yeah, we've, we've been gone for a minute. We have. It's been a little bit... A couple bit, months. Yeah, couple it's months. been a bit more than a minute. Yeah, I got busy. And then we actually bought wine... And it collected dust and we did not drink the wine. Correct. Which, in hindsight, is probably the biggest blessing to come out of 2020. <laughs> it is the Should biggest blessing because now we have plenty of wine for these months in 2020 that we've been locked in. Yeah, I got really busy, like many of us, and then chaos hit and, and here we are. Here we are. I've missed you guys. I missed you all too. It's, this is something very nice and something I'm looking forward to. You want to know something funny is when we were growing up, back then, cable was really for rich people. Oh, yeah. So all of us tended to be watching the same thing at the same time. So if there was a mini series like Roots, everybody was talking about it Monday morning. and The water cooler conversation. Yeah, we were all watching the same things at the same time. And I felt like we got to this point where there's just so many choices, so many different ways to watch programming that very few of us were watching the same thing at the same time. And I always thought that that was kind of a, a sad thing because I liked that connection, you know? Yeah. My God, my dream came true because the Tiger King has fucking united us all. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everybody's watching the Tiger King. Yes. Who would have thought Joe Exotic would be this nation's deliverance from stress? I know. I saw the funniest meme where President Trump and he's being told all the negative things are happening and his reply is, release the Tiger King. Release the Tiger King. I All I know is I'm such a bad parent, so judge away all of you out there. I let my kids watch that thing from start to finish because, my God, they're doing everything I'm asking them to do otherwise. Yeah. Or I'm just a bad parent. No. But my 11-year-old keeps running around blaming everything on Carol Baskins. He's not allowed to cuss. So it'll be like, who ate all the Doritos? That freaking Carol Baskins. <laughs> he drops something. Yeah. That freaking Carol Baskins. Oh my Carol God. Baskin. When we tried to watch it the first time, I got upset. I couldn't even make it 20 minutes in because I don't like to see animals mistreated. I know I'm a hypocrite and I eat meat, but I just don't like seeing wild animals like tigers in a chain link fence. It just, it just, I was like, this is, this isn't good. And then my neighbor called me and she was like, it ain't about the tigers. <laughs> she said it just like that. And she made me promise to watch up to the end of episode two. And my God, was she correct. Holy crap, that show kept delivering. I 
couldn't watch it the first time. I tried to. You're not time. much into human train wrecks. That's yeah. really not your thing. What do you like about it? I think it's just hilarious. The characters in the show, the personalities, the <sighs> bickering, the backstabbing. I think Carol Baskin knows a little bit more than she's letting on. I think Joe Exotic was played for a fool. I think that yeah. the, the new guy, the one who owns the zoo now, I think he and that uh, the... He, he's a thug. And the hitman. Oh, how does the hitman go from hating Joe Exotic, saying I won't do anything for him, to I'm going to take his money and do this for him? B.S. I am. Um, I think the silent heroes are the guy with no teeth. I think he's a sweet-natured person, just a hot mess. Yeah. And I liked the guy Ranky with no legs. Oh, yeah. But the most compelling angle to me was the episode with Doc Ankle and the tiger sex cult. Like, what the flip is happening out there? I felt like everybody who's in the tiger game is crazy, crazy. I think even if it's not normally your thing, if you have not jumped on the bandwagon yet, it's worth it just as a conversation piece because, my goodness, what else is there to do with your time when you are home? I don't know, but I'll say this much. Coronavirus? Freaking Carol Baskin. It's all her fault. It's all her fault. It's she all brought, her fault. She killed the bat that fed the human <laughs> oh, that brought it here. I'm doing Carol Baskin. Well, I don't know how often we're going to record during this time because things are really kind of up in the air. There's a lot of chaos. Um, I'm planning to drink every single weekend. Please join me in spirit on that one. Yes, please do. We've been revisiting the Fargo series with the kids. That's been really good. I forgot yeah. how excellent that is. I liked the Fargo movie, but the Fargo television series, if you've never bothered to give it your attention, it's incredible. We're teaching them life skills. Psychology. Right. We're, we're trying to teach them how to spot serial a serial killer. killer. Yeah. Okay. What are, we, what are they learning from Joe Exotic? What learn from Joe Exotic? Tiger, Tiger King. If they learn what mix, a thruple is. If you mix meth and tiger, anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I really so, do think therefore don't mix the two I think it's really don't do drugs I think that's the the takeaway from for 2500 <laughs> bucks you can buy a tiger cub I mean <laughs> 3,000 feed it you know yeah you know um, I don't know there's a lot of don't crazy... join a tiger sex cult I don't know did you see the Italian girl oh please you got so excited about that part when Doc Ankle had all his different wives but he always had to separate out the Italian wife and she's all in leopard naturally I know I mean that Italian one was hot I mean I don't know what it is about Italian females but they're just like our oh my god well I tell you what he also gave her her own house and I would I know I'm supposed to be practicing gratitude but I'm also three glasses of wine deep so let me tell you something I would really have been grateful if I had my own house right now during the motherfucking coronavirus. <laughs> there are so many people in this house. Yes. And I'm grateful I have my own bathroom. I said yeah. it. I actually went there to hide three days ago. I just literally went to hide in the bathroom. Are you alone, you know? Yeah. I went and hid in the bathroom and nobody could find me for an hour and a half and I read a book. True story. True I like story. that. Didn't write my dissertation, but I read a book. There's nothing wrong with that. I go hide in the bathroom all the time. Yeah, I'm aware. Like four hours a day. I'm like, oh, you're going to help me with dinner. Lovely. And then it's always, where's Israel? Where's your father? I'm in the bathroom. I'm going to pour my wine for myself. Ah, it sounds so good. I, I'm going to end up downing this whole bottle. This is the, it smells smooth wine. I guess we should just jump right in because I think the time for formalities is just completely done. Well, let's start with um, something we've discovered recently. Grandparents' wisdom. Yeah, it turns out my grandmother was completely right. How about yours? She was spot on 100% and I didn't even know it. So what do we mean by that? What do we mean by grandma being right? 
Um, how about the you always have basic essentials on hand and it's okay to have more than just a bit. Let's do a checklist. Yes. And compare grandmothers. Yes. My grandmother believed in stockpiling toilet paper. So did mine. My grandmother believed in overbuying and overpreparing her pantry to a ridiculous amount. So did mine. My grandmother believed you should never waste food and recycled leftovers into infinity. So did mine. My grandmother always said, you never know, just in case. Don't trust the banks. Keep the money over here. So did mine. <laughs> My grandmother thought that the world was going to collapse any moment, and yeah. she wanted her money nearby. She wanted a weapon or two nearby in case she needed it. She wanted food there in case we needed to survive for a bit. And I had thought that was crazy going up. So my image of Zoraida is she's stockpiling beans and has a machete. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My grandma was a big believer in like gold, like having gold jewelry and having gold this and silver that. I think our eh. grandmothers were survivors who lived in a different time. They went through some things. Yes, they, they did. They went through some things. Things and, that we'll, uh, we probably never would have understood if it wasn't for the great pandemic of 2020. Listen, my grandmother used to always tell me in high school, like, you, you never know. And I'd be like, oh, grandma, this is America. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, I think one takeaway is, turns out our grandmothers were right and much smarter than we gave them credit for. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, that folk yeah. wisdom. And speaking of parent and grandparent wisdom, your mother deserves a psychic award because every time she visits, she's always leaving bottles of cleaner and hand sanitizer and i'm always like this is ridiculous where am i gonna put it and wow so i say for the rest of my life i'm going to do whatever i can to honor maria marenco marenco chavez de sisto de los santos it is maria chavez <laughs> chavez de los angeles marenco de sisto uh, I, I apologize i get it i get it uh out of alignment sometimes. Actually, Maria Dos Angeles, Chavez, Chavez. <laughs> you don't even Marenco, the sister. You don't. I feel like by the fourth or fifth name, we're just winging it. No, it's Maria Dos Angeles. Yeah. Chavez, Chavez. Chavez, Chavez. Marenco. Marenco. The sister. The sister. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's what we're working with. One of the things my grandmother used to always say too was, "You just have to make the best of it," which just sounds like, to my teenage brain, such a dumb thing to say. Like, sure, okay, make the best of it. But man, am I feeling those words every single day. Well, that's very contrary to the American way of things because making the best of it is not what we're taught. We're taught we're going to excel. We're going to go after more. We need more. Yeah. We should have more. We're entitled to it. Yeah. yeah. And now making the best of it sort of like, what do you mean I can't? We're not a society that likes can'ts. It's crazy. I think we can all agree. Um, and I think the wisdom of just making the best of it and just and just dealing with it. We've been talking a lot, my friend David and I, about pandemic brain. Because, you know, many of us are dealing with having kids that were homeschooling. A lot of us have lost our jobs. Plans have really changed. Yeah. And it's like your brain is scattered. He was saying, I don't know. Should I be taking care of the baby right now? Or should I be trying to find groceries? And it sounds silly, but it's like your brain's in a fog oh, a bit. I was at work. And I had to go to the supermarket to pick something up. And I'm in there, and I the last thing that I remembered was, you had told me, the Instacart, what we had not gotten. And all of a sudden, I'm at the supermarket, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to get this, and I have to get that. And I can't think of anything else but 
Yeah, I think that that scarcity panic is a thing too. Yeah. And honestly, we're sitting in a place of privilege to be able to, I guess, have that scarcity just kind of a reminder because we're lucky to have the things we have. Oh, I agree. So one of the things that we now are doing that we're drinking wine again, because we got too busy, Oh yeah, is kind of working through that stockpile of wine, which, you know, hindsight, I remember you thought I was buying too much wine at one point. I do recall that. I was like, why are we wasting our money on more wine when we have wine to drink? It's research, Israel. I'm always doing research. What we're drinking tonight is... A 90-plus wine. I know a lot of people are used to the ratings of wine um, being like the 90 or but but the 90-plus is actually the, the wine label. I've had some of their stuff before. Um, you familiar with them, Israel? A little bit. I believe it's like each year it might be a different vineyard or a different location, but they're really good wines from good wineries that they buy in bulk and they sell it for that particular year yeah. for a great deal. And you're getting a high-quality wine at a lower price yeah. because they're just trying to, um, for lack of a better, just trying to sell it off. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool model. So yeah. basically, they're not a vineyard. It's not like it's the same wine from year to year, but they go to really a, a high-end vineyard and then they just relabel it, kind of like the Costco model. Yeah, yeah. And we're drinking right now the Old Vine Malbec. It's out of Mendoza, Argentina, that really good region. And this is a 2018, and it's uh, lot 23. Another thing about the 90-plus wines is they usually try to keep them under 15 bucks. Yeah. So it's a good deal. So if you're like us, or frankly, you don't know that much about wine, it's pretty much a slam dunk if you want to bring a good wine to drop off at a friend's house when you get to see them again. Or if you want to gift somebody from afar right now, some really delicious wine to take the stress away. Now more than ever, we definitely have to figure out how to de-stress. Oh, I agree. Although I bet alcoholism is going to go through the roof. It is, but we have found a perfect complement to our wine drinking. Oh, yeah. And so this is where we get really high-end, right? Oh, what, what did you <laughs> and the kids build about, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah, we have, a, we have a small backyard, and we built a fire pit. And so to give them things to do... On Friday nights, we roast hot dogs, and I have my wine, so it's Hot Dog Wino Friday. Oh, love Hot Dog Wino. I, I think Hot Dog yeah. Wino Friday is going to continue. Yeah, and uh, it turns out tonight that this uh, Old Vine Malbec pairs very nicely with a hamburger. <laughs> or a spicy Italian chorizo. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't too bad with Doritos, my friends. No, 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 no. Because we're making do with what we have. <laughs> yes, we are. We are making the best of it. Oh, man. It's something, isn't it? Um, the back of the label said that it paired really well with like charred beef skewers. I thought hamburgers? Close enough, friends. It is. It is. So, hey, um, why don't you take a taste of it and tell people what you think? Oh, yes. Oh, it has a very smooth smell to it. Is that a thing, a smooth smell? Or are you just talking out of your... I'm talking out of my ass, but that's what, it's, that's what it smells like. It smells smooth. It smells like ass. This yeah. is where we are. It has a smooth smell. That's not a thing. I'm really positive. It has a... Uh, it goes down very smooth. It's, there you go. It has a nice little aftertaste. Oh my God. I'm just going to go to the label, everybody. Cherry. Mild texture. I don't have my reading glasses. Elegant. Lasting impression. Blackberry, ripe plum, cherry in the finish, more dark that flowers, oh, flavors, 
Yeah, no reading glasses. So let me tell you what I think. Or basically, it's a really damn good wine. It is. It is. Let's just go there. I it, love it. It's really good. It is smooth. If you like reds, if you like Malbecs, mm. this it's a delight. 91 Ode Vine Malbec, whew, it is a winner. And if you can't get a charred beef skewer, get yourself a good old-fashioned American hamburger. Yes. It was really nice. Yeah. And it's um, honestly a good way to kind of end the week for us. It is. You know, it's funny. There's there's just so much overwhelming news. And honestly, if I start thinking about uh, my lack of job and other things that are coming down the pike, you can barely breathe. It's a lot to take in and a, and a lot to deal with. And I've been listening to news podcasts, but I kind of have to cut that out at a certain point just to kind of manage. You're a first responder. Uh, we have a household of six that like to eat. It's It's really a lot going on. Oh, it is. I mean... There's a lot of things you can't control right now, for sure. Very little you can. Going back to our grandparents, you have to make the best of it. I have to go to work. I have to I have to scrounge for PPE equipment just so I can stay healthy, so I can come home and not bring yeah. anything home. You make the best of it because, like you said earlier, I'm grateful. I am truly grateful that I have a job. I'm able to bring home a paycheck for the family. But there are many people out there who aren't or don't have and yeah. tough times. It is. And so I think when the dust settled for us, and my God, I'm not going to do a Becky or Karen list of how to homeschool your kids or, you know, how to practice your self-care. If I see another Facebook post about somebody talking about how much they're reading or writing, I think I'm going to strangle them like yeah. through cyberspace. Yeah. Because I think everybody's just doing the best they can and everybody's got a different thing going on. But I think what is working for me, like things you can control is um, after the dust settled for like after week two. Yeah. I have my adult nephew living here. So we kind of sat down and we're like, what can we ethically do to be helpful? Because it's like such a tension between the economy and also your safety. I know a lot of people are talking about picking a local restaurant and buying from them. Yeah. I know that the CDC and people are saying it's pretty safe to eat the heated food if you just handle the packaging. And honestly, like even if you're scared to eat the food, you could just get a gift certificate or make a donation. If you have that money to do that, I think that's a, a really great idea. We definitely have been kicking some money towards our favorite little wine shop because oh, yeah. when we sat down, we're like, what do we really, what really matters to us? What are we missing? And my God, do I miss our little wine guild? Yeah. It meant a lot to me. Yeah. I don't want it to go away. But it's also hard when you're trying to balance money and, and being scared about that. you know. But I think whenever you're in a crisis, once you've gotten the basic safety taken care of, yeah. that there is a, an opportunity to consider how are you going to handle this and what can you do and what can you not do. And everybody has different rules for that. Well, I think we have an obligation to help out our fellow neighbors, including our fellow local businesses, because they're struggling um, if we're doing what's essential, if we're staying home, if we're keeping our distance, then they're going to struggle and they're going to have a hard time. So if we can get a gift certificate, if we can do curbside pickups, if we can yeah. help our local business. Amazon's great, but the little shop down the street that's willing to come and put the, you know, the uh, potted plants or the wine or whatever it is, your groceries in your car and you're supporting them and they're keeping jobs local, that's what we can yeah. do to help our small little piece of the world, and if everyone's doing that for their small piece, then guess what? We're going to be okay. I'm in Rhoda. Absolutely. She started 
in Spain. <laughs> There's, Tell the story. Carolyn, Tell the story. Carolyn started a, a, she heard about us having like Walmart to go and food line to go because where we live, we don't, we don't have delivery, but we do have grocery stores that have done the pickup, um, which I hope everybody, if they're able, can do because it's a good deal. Um, you don't get all the groceries you want, but it keeps us all safe. So she heard about it and then she, she was like, I wonder if we can do that in Spain. So where she lives is very far away from Madrid. It's just a small, tiny little town. And it's the kind of place where you go to the market daily. Yeah. Not weekly. There's no big box store. You can't stockpile. And so she's like, I wonder if our people could do that. So she called the little woman and, or she called the woman in the little store and she's like, hey, can you do like a delivery or like a to-go? And the woman's like, sure. And Karen's like, do you have like a menu? Can I, uh, can I know what you have? And, and she's like, I'm the menu. And then she goes, well, in America, they're doing substitution. She's like, I could substitute. And so it's literally like, you know, uh, I'd like some manchego. Uh, no, I got the mozzarella. Anyway, it's now going up and down the street because they have like a lot of elderly people up in the apartments and they're not even allowed to leave their apartments. So it's just been a mess. And, and they've got this thing going. They got the ball rolling. It was so funny, too, because she was just like, I don't know how to really grocery shop long term. She's like, she's trying to order like blueberries and strawberries and Vinny was like, we need pasta. <laughs> like, we need rice. Like, what are you thinking? And it's just how absurd a lot of us have just been put into crazy positions. Yeah. A lot of us, a lot of us women are definitely um, scooting between taking care of parents and kids and yeah. not working anymore or having that job change and just trying to make it happen. It's just, it's just crazy. I think the other thing you can control, and I, I normally hate this crap, people. But it's true. Is 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 just gratitude. Yeah. Like when you get that overwhelming thing, it's just kind of thinking, you know, I'm worried that I don't have a job after August, but I have a paycheck until August. You're worried about the dangers of your job being a first responder, but that is a paycheck. We're doing our best. I am truly grateful for our neighborhood. Yeah. Because in our neighborhood, we had several kids who had a birthday. None of them was able to celebrate it how they wanted. But our neighbors came out and forced to every kid's house on yeah. their birthday and sang happy birthday with signs. And that is our community. Yeah. And I'm truly grateful for that because there are times when I've been like, I want to get out. I want to move. I want to do this. I want to do that. But my Lord, our neighbors are truly amazing people. Well, I think this whole thing really drives um, home the importance of community. Yeah. And the, the the people down the street at that shop that maybe you didn't know too well, and that they they are now your real neighbors, and this is this is where we are, yeah. you know. And yeah, we're just we're grateful for the roof over our heads. We're grateful for my crazy stockpile of wine. Yes. And not having the time to blow through it, and yeah. um, crazy grateful for you guys. I feel stupid in some respects doing a podcast in the middle of all of this. Especially after a break, but it Don't. feels necessary. Do you know why? Why? This is history. Think about it. You know, our kids. <laughs> Nobody kids, is going to blow uh, off the archive of this podcast. Our, we have 23 our listeners great, in Latvia. Great grandkids are going to be like, can we know what grandpa is? No, that, no. Why are they speaking like they're old? They're the grandkids. I had it all backwards. Yeah, you're right. I had it all backwards. They're gonna they're gonna want to know what we thought, and they're gonna listen to this and be like, "Wow, yeah. there was anxiety, but there was gratitude." This yeah. is the point in time when you have a decision to make. Do you realize what truly matters, 
and stick with it yeah. and foster those relationships and foster that bond? Or do you go back to the triviality of what the life was before? What am I, what do I think I'm entitled to at this yeah. moment? Because I did one thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is an important time and this will make families. It's definitely made us closer together with the exception of the one day that we fought in the car, but we had the wisdom to not bring the fight back oh, into yeah. the we, home. Oh yeah, we decided to stay out. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't even know what triggered that fight. I think grocery shopping. I think it just all blew up from Listerine. It was I can't a even Reese's tell. Reese's peanut butter Easter egg. Oh God. Your job is definitely showing domestic star on the rise. So my God. Yes. Uh, I guess a lot of people are waking up to the fact they don't really get along or it's just too much pressure and you got to figure out, you've got to figure out how to handle it and how to prioritize it, you know. Well, guys, we uh, we appreciate all of you out here. We really wish you well. Send us, send us a DM. Send us a message. Send us an email. Let us know how you're doing. And I hope you are drinking some good wine out there wherever you are. Yes. You guys be safe out there and... Um... Thank you for listening.